over the weekend, my cold brew apparatus arrived. All of the gadgetry I need to make cold brew at home. I was going to end the hunt for bottled cold brew because it's becoming more and more challenging. Yeah. By just making it home. My first batch, complete failure. So I'm hoping. Why was it a failure? Was it a failure because of the flavor of was, coffee that you got or the brand of coffee? Or was it the way that you made it was not the right way? I don't know. It was so bitter. And did you add more cream? No, the coffee was bitter hmm. without even putting cream in it. Like if you did a side by side taste test next to the bottled stuff you get, what's it called? Stock, Stoke, yeah. STOK, or the Starbucks stuff that you've gotten. Um, it was almost undrinkable. It was so bitter, which I think means that I let the either the grounds w- weren't coarse enough or like they were too fine mm-hmm. or I let it soak too long. So I'm going to try again. Okay. I'm, I'm not done with it yet. My hope though, so many people reached out and said, you guys don't, stop going on a crazy hunt for your bottled cold brew. Just making it at home, it's easy. So I'm hoping that wasn't just talk, that, that some people actually do it and have already been through this trial and error process and can send me a message and be like, here's what you got. You did it all wrong. Here's what you got to do. One of my Insta friends is awesome. And she was telling me that every single drink that Inst- she loves. Insta friend, by the way, is a funny word because it sounds like a friend that you just put into water and then it becomes life size. <laughs> my Insta friend. Like an Insta dinosaur. And she was telling me that all of her favorite drinks at Starbucks I think to save money, she perfected all of them. Like make them at home? Like, yeah. She's like, I have a great peppermint mocha that I love that now I love it more than I love Starbucks because I was, you know, trying to save a buck or whatever. Um, But the availability thing, I mean, yeah, it's so weird what's impacted by all of this like craziness. And who knew? Well, I don't know that. I don't know that the craziness, like you're talking about the weird shipping. Well, I think it's like supply chain issues and stuff like that. Like we work with someone that's in logistics or we know someone that works in logistics. And she was saying like the crates that they are waiting for from other countries, like huge companies are outbidding small companies for space on shipping containers coming to the United States. And it's just crazy, like getting the materials, all that stuff. I assume it's COVID related. Well, I'm also struggling to get our advisory hoard pins. He, they're held up somewhere, I think, on the West Coast because they got shipped in. They come in with a bunch of other stuff yeah. from China, and then they get distributed, but they can't – they haven't located them yet yet. Somewhere on it's the West crazy, Coast. It's crazy. I mean, I and feel I, so bad for people that work in logistics right now because from, from what I understand, it's a total nightmare. And it's so intricate. I don't totally understand how it works. But I know my friends that work in logistics are like pulling their hair out trying to get things from overseas here. Well, the company, I feel bad because I'm trying, the company that I buy the pins from is a small business Mm -hmm. relative. Yeah. It's actually not relatively. It's a very small business and, uh, they get the, I I don't know what their thing is, but they get the stuff from China. So I don't want to complain. Like I'm not going to cancel my order with them. Well, it's not their fault. It's not their fault. process. Yeah. But I think they're getting hammered. Yeah. Because people who have orders much bigger 
than ours. Like tens right. of that, like, oh, like I think they do a lot of stuff. Uh, all of the, and people are like, have deadlines. Like I'm, I think I'm more patient right. than a lot of people and I feel really bad. But anyways, back to the cold brew. If you have a cold brew secret, I need it because this stuff was terrible. And you know what my theory is behind the cold brew? Hmm. I don't know that it's a supply chain issue as much as it is with people. People are working from home. Yep. So they're not going mm. to the start. Because I haven't even noticed that the, the lines at the drive-thru are not at pre-pandemic levels. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's because people are working at home. But you know where to find me. Help me. Cold brew emergency. Thank you. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the mentorship portion of my podcast class. Yesterday, I got to speak with a couple of the people who... Uh, got the upgraded mentorship package, which I didn't think I was going to have one person interested in having me mentor them. Yeah. But I had more than one person and they were all lovely. They all had fantastic ideas. And I came away from that conversation with my brain on fire. I was so excited for you when I came home yesterday and you were so jazzed about everyone that you got to work with. And it, I feel I was not Worried is not the right word, but I was waiting and curious to see how it would go for you because as a general rule, you with people are a little like sometimes you're like super very introverted. So I didn't know how it was going to work. Like you don't get your energy from interacting with other people. That's not well, what charges your batteries. But I came home true. yesterday and you were double charged, so excited, super enthusiastic about everyone you talk to. And I was really excited for you because I think that's really cool. I've never seen you energized by people before and it's neat. I don't think I energized real well in a group setting, but one-on-one -on -one, like I was. That's true. Like that's talking true. to people one-on-one -on -one and, and getting to help them be creative and getting to be creative on my own just felt really good. Yeah. And I think the everybody I talked to was happy and excited at the ideas I shared and were looking forward to moving. And there was no bad idea shared. Here's by, why I by think me or the other person. Here's the other thing I think you like about it is you worked in an industry that said no to you so often that someone would come to you and say, here's my idea. What do you think? And your little creative brain. I mean, you were born creative and you have all of these amazing ideas. So I think it is super cool that for the first time in your life, someone's coming to you and saying, okay, really, what do you think about this? And there's no rules and no limits on it. And you are just able to let your creative brain explode all over the place. I love it. I would like to say a bold statement that's very uncomfortable for me. But first you say what you're thankful for. And then... And then I will, and then I will say it, not because I'm saying it for my own good, but because hopefully it would be helpful to somebody else. Okay. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for feeling really good yesterday. 
define good? Well, I felt I got up and did a harder workout than I normally do. And that gave me such good energy for the rest of the day. I think that's what it's about for me now. I mean, I was doing yoga and stuff like that for the past two weeks and I love yoga, but truly getting those workout endorphins before I start my day helps me mentally so much. I mean, so much. So I'm really grateful for that. Here's my, my bold statement. And again, I'm not saying this for my own benefit or to toot my own horn, but it might apply to you. And if it does embrace it now, don't wait until it's too late. Like me, which is a false statement because everything happens as it should, when it should, and is what I believe. But think about this. I believe now I am starting to believe that I was too smart for the industry that I was in for probably the past 10 years or so. Ooh, that is a bold statement. Like I believe that at some point I had taken all I could take from radio. Like I had absorbed everything that there mm -hmm. was to absorb. And at that point, like if you think of like the, as an old school scale, like the scales of justice, you know, where things yeah. get balanced and even out. At that point, the scale began to get, be tipped in a different fa in, in a different way because I had taken everything that I could from the industry and I couldn't give anything back because of the way the industry was structured. Well, like, you know what I think, and I am, this is one of my epiphanies that I've been having over the past year, and it's so cool, but also kind of crazy. And Jeff and I, we've said this on the show before, but we live by the philosophy that if you're the smartest one in the room, you're in the wrong room. Right. Like we don't, neither one of us ever wants to be in a room where we're the smartest one, because that means that there's no room for you to grow and to learn from others and to be challenged by things. And it's just not the way that either one of us chooses to live. Now that said, there are people that I know that love being the smartest one in the room. And that's where they thrive and that's where they like to sit and they'll just be whatever. But I have realized that most people, in in my opinion, most people do not like to be the smartest one in the room. And the misconception is that when you become an adult or when you are a professional in your field, that you're the end all be all and you can't absorb more. And now I think that is totally false. Yeah, and I think it was for me. And the reason I share that is because you might be listening to this saying, I love my job because I did. I loved working in radio. I loved being creative. I loved creating. I loved the camaraderie. I loved, there's so much that I loved about doing good radio, but I never really stepped back and thought about why I wasn't feeling fulfilled at some point. I don't remember like an exact year where it shifted or whatever. And now in retrospect, especially the past few weeks as we, few months as we develop our, our development projects more. And as we develop, you know, the, the made to podcast course and just work on other things and think about the future, I realize that there was nothing more that I had absorbed it all and there was nothing more for me to give back. And it sounds, it's difficult to say that because it sounds so cocky. Like, I don't think it's coming from a cocky place though. I think it's coming from a smart realization that a lot of people don't have where you take a second to just pause 
and look around you and say, have I reached my potential here? Right. And have I, have I maxed you, out in this job, in this field, in this industry? Yeah. And that's how, you know, it's definitely not the same thing, but it is similar. When I left my job in music, I think I said to you one day, I, I I've maxed out where I am but, right now. But I want to be clear that there's two different, like you maxed out when you realized at the company you were in. That there was no growth. You, there was nowhere further up for you to go. You had reached, you got the last promotion you could possibly get. You were at the top of where you could go. Right. And within that company, I would have to move if I wanted something higher. Right. This is to me, this is, is what, where I'm coming from feels different because it's more of a, it was more of an industry thing. That's true. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not a burned out at the job or reach my max capacity at the job. It's, I don't think I ever, I, I was too, humble to say, I should no longer be in this role. Like I should be doing something bigger and better. I also, I don't think that you were ready to receive that lesson though. Oh yeah. Everything. I wouldn't be here now if I accepted, if, if that realization hit me and I took action on it 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. So everything happens when it should, as it should. But I wanted to share that in hopes that somebody who is listening, it has this weird struggle going on in their head that they can't identify or they can't Especially pinpoint. if you're feeling like, oh, I really like a lot of things about what I do, but something feels off. Maybe what feels off is that you're maxed out. So I, that's why I wanted to share it because it's a tough thing for someone to in, it's a it's a difficult thing for someone yeah like me to say so if if you're like that I just thought that would be interesting to to share so to do with that what you may I hope it didn't come across super cocky or super confident but I hopefully it'll help somebody I found something that I wanted to bring to your attention because it is from the chief of marketing at Netflix and I thought that she had something so amazing to say about data. Oh, bring it. I love data. Well, she you know doesn't so much. What? Do you think Ellie's first word is actually data? Data and not dada. It's oh data. Data. She is my daughter. <laughs> She's walking around going, crawling around going, dada, data, data, data. <laughs> Anyways. That's why. So when she picks stuff up, like when she gets over to the dog's bowl and she picks up a couple kernels or whatever it's called, kibbles, she's like, data. She wants to know what's in there. Mm -hmm. Tell me data. Yeah, I don't think so. But um, yeah, we can we can roll with that. Anyways, the chief marketing officer, her name is Bazoma, I think is her first name, St. John. And she says that her workplace philosophy is that you should trust your intuition over data. Mm. Well. Does that sentence scare you? I think that's why Netflix will never succeed. Right. You think that Netflix is, you know, never going to catch on struggling. Yeah. Yep. And that's why I am not going to watch another movie until I can go into a blockbuster and pick it out on a Friday night. <laughs> Here's her philosophy. Her philosophy is that there are, there's endless amounts of data. So 
getting bound, it's easy to get bound up in all of that data and lose sight of the future and your intuition about the future. That I agree with. So it's almost like analysis to paralysis. Like you'll spend so much time trying to figure out data, but like, what does data really say? Like there's all sorts of that data that says that we shouldn't be running 1022 projects like we are because the current way they're doing it works. Like yeah. that's a formula and it works. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just thought it was really interesting. And she thinks that you set aside your spreadsheets and she said the best ideas come from electricity, like when you're around people and the innovation and stuff like that. So that's where the best, most creative things come from. And that's your intuition. Do you think for my October Lucian this year, I should and you would have to help drastically with this, but I should for the fourth quarter of 2021, October, November, December, not research anything. Just trust my gut. No, because you'll drive me crazy. But I wouldn't. What would I talk about? I just got to do it. It would make you so anxious and you would be nervous and you would be, no, yeah, you, I, can't, you can't do that. Plus, I, we have a lot of preparing to do in the fourth quarter for the first and second quarters of next yeah, year. Yeah, so. trust, trust your gut. The Netflix person says do it. Yeah. Anyways, I thought this was also a really great point, and I thought that you would like it because it's tangible. She said that she makes – when you make things like a pros and cons list, right? Uh -huh. Like that's a way of weighing data. It's usually because you either want to talk yourself out of a good idea or talk yourself into a bad idea. I do that all the time. Isn't that true though? Yeah. I do that all the time where, have you heard the phrase um, confirmation bias? Yeah. It, it gets used a lot when people talk about um, finding, talking about news. Mm -hmm. And like, if you want to, you can find a, a, a credible, finger quotes, like it could be credible, it could be not credible, but you can find a news source to support almost any argument you want to make. So if you want to make the argument that there's the frogs are smarter than dogs, right? You can probably find some sort of scientific journal that says frogs are able to do some sort of computation faster than a dog could. Mm -hmm. And then you can make your argument. I think I have confirmation bias when it comes to data where I know what my gut is, but I have to do the research. You want data to back you up. So I look for data to support what my gut says. Listen to this. Last thing she says. Sometimes data is the pill that we need to take to calm our insecurity about what we intuitively know. Yeah, I want to do it. I want to do a no data thing, quarter. No data. No data. I can't think of alliteration. But it, there's going to be no data done the end of this year. Just trust my gut. If you want to do data, Callie, you can do data. No. I'm not going to no, do no. data. No, no. All right. Uh, did you see the story? I hate asking you about news stories because you work, I've seen them all. You work in a newsroom, so you've probably seen it. Um, did, you, did you see the uh, California mom and the mountain lion? Is this a news story? Yeah. No. This woman was in her kitchen and her – Five-year-old son was out in the backyard playing. She hears a commotion, looks outside, and sees a mountain lion was dragging her kid, <gasps> no. her five-year-old kid, out of the yard. 
Oh my gosh, how terrifying. First of all, could you imagine looking in your yard and seeing that? No, and what do you do? Here's what she did. You have to do something. She runs outside, rushes over to where the mountain lion is, who's not particularly fast because the mountain lion's dragging a five-year-old into the woods and starts punching the (gasps) mountain lion, beats the mountain lion enough that it releases her son. She grabs her son, gets him to the hospital. He's pretty banged up because- you know, he was in a mountain lion's jaw. <laughs> right. He was oh being dragged gosh. across the air by a mountain lion. But uh, the kid's going to be fine other than a lifetime of nightmares. I mean, honestly. And never going out in the yard again. But she 100% saved her son's life. Oh, that makes me ill thinking about it. That is also the time that I would be building a 12-foot fence around my yard. Right. Um. So the kitty cannot jump over the fence. Here's what, I mean, I know the, the kid and, and I wish it, you know, him a speedy recovery uh, from his injuries. And I hope none of them are, are permanent or even long lasting. Uh, but I hope he realizes that for the rest of his life, no matter what his mom asks him to do, he has to say yes. Right. No matter, it could be the Saturday night of the biggest part, it could be t- 15 years from now, and it could be the biggest party on the college campus on Saturday night, homecoming weekend. All the fraternities have joined together to throw the greatest party. And she could say, would you mind staying home and waxing my car? And he has to say, yes, yes. mom. Because if he doesn't, she's going to be like, all right, sure, I'm glad I beat up a mountain lion to save your life. We're about to be walking into fall, which for me means it is about to be the coziest time of year and my personal favorite time of year. Imagine the softest thing that you've ever felt. Now, imagine that same thing, but on your butt. <laughs> you are now thinking about me undies. They're designed by the country's top softest scientists to be the softest thing you've ever worn period. From undies to loungewear, their fabrics are breathable, light, and almost irresponsibly cozy. Seriously, you might not be able to stop lounging on the couch. You've been warned. Available in sizes extra small through 4XL and a variety of classic colors and iconic prints, MeUndies will have your back and your butt all fall long. MeUndies has a ton of styles and prints to choose from. You know me and you know I love classic solids, but they truly have something for everyone. MeUndies has a great offer for upside listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has their problem-free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund it or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. To get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com upside. That's MeUndies.com upside. If you're anything like me, you buy skincare products as you need them. Then you throw them into a drawer, you put them under the sink, and you forget that they're there. The best way to treat acne or other skin issues is with fewer products, but products that are clinically proven and customized to your skin. That's why we are happy to partner with Apostrophe here at The Upside. 
Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to clear acne. When you partner with Apostrophe, you're going to get connected with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. You do it with an online quiz about your skin goals and your medical history. Then you send some selfies in to Apostrophe. A dermatologist will look at those, look at the way you answer the questions, and create a custom treatment plan. Not only do they deal with acne, but they can also help you hit other skincare goals like reducing redness, wrinkles, even dark spots. I'm in my 40s. I still have to deal with breakouts more often than I would like. That all changed when I started working with Apostrophe. Right now, Apostrophe has a special deal for Upside listeners. You can save $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist. All you have to do is go to apostrophe.com slash upside, click on begin visit, and then use the code upside at sign up. You'll get $15 off. Apostrophe.com slash upside. Thank you to Apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast today. Summer is almost over, and before you know it, the leaves will be falling once again. Now, Policy Genius cannot help you refresh your cool weather wardrobe for autumn, but they can help you shop for another kind of coverage. That would be life insurance. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. Now, why is comparing important? Well, you could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. Policy Genius and their licensed experts work for you, not for the insurance company. So you can trust them to help you navigate every step of the shopping and buying process. Getting started is easy. First, head to policygenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. When you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and scheduling for free with no extra fees. Head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Today's quote of the day. Although the world is full of suffering, it is also full of the overcoming of suffering. Here are my three random things for today brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. Uh, number one, a Gallup poll of, I don't know, whoever people from the Gallup organization poll said, which profession do you trust the least? What do you think number one was? Trust the least? So, Politicians? Is, yes. Of course it is. Number one is mem me? members of Congress. Uh, it was actually a tie. Would you like to guess who politicians tied with? Lawyers. Car salesmen. Oh, that's not totally true. I trust the car mom. Uh, number, uh, the next on the list were... Advertising executives were third, followed oh by business executives, and then lawyers. So if you anyone to, in any position of power, right? We cannot, we cannot trust you. Uh, do you know how to tell if somebody is telling you a lie? If they look to the left. Here are a couple of observations from law enforcement. Deceptive people repeat questions before answering them in an attempt to buy time. I thought you were supposed to do that to sound smart. That was like to engage the person you're talking to. I thought that was like a conversational. Like a, like a, I mean, I wouldn't do it to the police, but if you're, you know, I perfected that in high mm -hmm. school, in high school. 
Like they they would ask it. Which would, of the answers is right? A, B, C, or D? That's a great question. You're asking me which one of those four is the right answer? Got it. Okay. Um, okay. If I'm choosing from the four. Right. I would have to say. It's the audio version of, did you ever have to handwrite papers or when you went to school, was everything done on the computer? What do you mean? Like we used to have to handwrite like book reports and stuff. Yeah, we had to do that when I was like in elementary school. Oh, okay. I think for us, it w I think it was even through high school. And um, that's the audio equivalent of big margins. Oh, it totally is. Or it's the tech equivalent of triple spacing instead of double spacing. Truthful people will look away from you to concentrate on their answers. Liars will stare at you to try to establish trust. Really? Yep. Um, and then this finally, is defying everything I know from law and order. Okay. Continue. It's from the American journal of forensic psychiatry. All right. And then finally, uh, if you suffer from allergies, here's something that you should do before bed, brush your hair and do it in a different room away from your pillows because pollens and other allergens build up in your hair. Mm. So by brushing it, it falls out. So it doesn't get stuck in your pillowcase and you don't rub your face in it all night long. Smart. Those are my three random things. I am so irritated with myself and I have ADHD. I've said that before. It's diagnosed. I'm not medicated because we're still in our trying to have kids time period of life. So going on and off meds for that is not something that I really want to do. And I have coping mechanisms for so many things. And I'll give you an example. When I, and Jeff, I don't even think you realize that you're married to someone that has to do all of these things because it's weird, but it's just how I survive without medication. So when I get out of the shower between putting all my like skincare stuff on, putting on deodorant, whatever, moisturizing my body, I start from the forehead and go down. So I don't miss a step. <laughs> that makes because sense. If I get out of the shower and like immediately start putting clothes on or whatever, I've done that out of order and then I forget deodorant. Yeah. Like I, I have to start somewhere and go through like almost a checklist or it just doesn't work. Right. The one thing that I cannot master and I don't think that this is, I know it's an ADHD thing. I don't know that there's a coping mechanism to deal with it. I can't schedule appointments and have them write in my phone ever. I would say probably 60% of the time I make an appointment and I'm verbally talking to someone and I'm putting it in my phone. I get it wrong. I don't understand how that happens because like using the pediatrician, for example, you're standing at the window. I'm usually right off to the side if I've gone to the appointment with you. And the woman says, okay, Ellie's next appointment has to be in the first half of November. What day of the week? And you go, Tuesday. And there you go, great. How about November blah at 4 p.m.? And you go, perfect. How does that get messed up by the time it gets in your phone? I think because, so for example, yesterday I had a dentist appointment. I thought it was at 3. It was actually at 3.30. But it's in your phone as what? It's in my phone as three, but they texted me saying, we'll see you at three 30. So I think what I do is when I'm talking to them, I'm so focused on the first number and getting that right. That you I just type in the rest of that. It. I'm just like, Oh yeah, three. And that's what I'm remembering. I'm not remembering three 30. I'm just remembering three. 
Anyways, if you struggle with ADHD and you have any coping mechanisms, I would love to know them because the calendar thing and the scheduling is something that ironically I cannot keep straight. I can do it for Robin, cannot do it for myself. 800-434-5454. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. Please visit callieandjeff.com to find lots more upside content and subscribe to Callie and and Jeff's weekly email, The Pick Me Up. A sequel to the Downton Abbey movie is officially in the works. I'm so excited. Did I you love see- Downton Abbey and the movie was great. So where did, I didn't, was the movie in theaters? Yeah. Yes. Before all the craziness? Before all the craziness. Mm-hmm. I don't, how do I not even remember the movie? Because you wouldn't have gone. Yeah. So uh, there's another movie coming out, the sequel to that. It's called Downton Abbey, A New Era. And you can mark your calendars for March 18th, 2022. The entire Downton Abbey cast will be returning for the sequel. And apparently it picks up with the Downton staff preparing for the family's journey to Europe. And there will be a wedding of some sort, but we don't know who's tying the knot. Um, And it's currently being filmed at Highclere Castle, which is where? Ireland? Where does Downton Abbey take place? Great Britain? I think Scotland. So, but I'm not really sure. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Downton Abbey. Yay! Hey, Callie and Jeff, it's Lindsay. And I was listening to the show as I do every morning. And I have heard on the show, and I'll say that this is not something that is unique to you. I hear it all the time. So, I would actually challenge all of us to think of it in this way. But I hear you call things weird a lot. And I would really challenge us all to really think about the language and how we talk about things. So it may be weird to us because we don't understand, but that doesn't mean it's weird. And so, I don't know, it's just something I, I actually talk about with my kids all the time because I, I challenge them to think about how they're actually really describing something. And just because they don't understand it or would do it themselves or whatever it may be, it doesn't mean it's weird. So wanted to share that, pass along in case it was inspiration to anyone else. Thanks so much. Bye. Imagine you're just hanging out, browsing your favorite website. You see something that you want to buy, click on it, put it in your cart. You go to checkout and there's the box that taunts you. It says promo code, a coupon code, something like that. But it's something that you know, if you had that magic information, you're going to get a discount. Honey solves that problem for you. When you have Honey installed on your system, they scour the internet for those promo codes and coupon codes and save you money automatically. It's fantastic. I've saved so much money buying gear for our studio. You can buy whatever you want and save money on that as well. If you don't already have Honey, you could straight up be missing out on free savings. It's free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you're going to be supporting this podcast, but you're going to be doing yourself a huge favor. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash upside. That's joinhoney.com slash upside. Hey, Callie and Jeff, first birthday party you can do however the heck you want. You are grateful that you kept a tiny human alive for a year. Your marriage is still intact, and everyone is still standing. So you can do whatever you want. You can make it 
you know, if she has a favorite book, you can put it around the book. I personally think you should not put that much stress on yourself. But if you like those kinds of things or, you know, you like the party planning part of it or all the decor, knock yourself out, do what you want. Um, she's not going to care. All right, bye. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, it's Taylor. Just listening to your segment about TV recommendations. If you haven't already watched the show Yellowstone, I highly recommend. There's three seasons out now. Season four is premiering in November. Everyone I've recommended it to has absolutely binged it and enjoyed it, even people I thought would be on the fence. Love the show. Love you guys. Uh, Keep on doing what you're doing. Good morning. I just wanted to say that, Jeff, your hot dog and cashew's joke I'm I'm dying laughing. Um, Callie was like, "There's an eighth grade boy who's laughing." I was like, "No, there's a 31 year old woman who's laughing about that." That that was funny. That was funny. Toodles. White Lotus. So, my husband said I should watch it. I watched the first two episodes. I had a stomach ache the entire time. I don't know why. It was like giving me a stomach ache. I hated every character. I was like, I don't know about this. Making me like. I don't know. I didn't like it. And, um, but I pushed through and, oh my gosh, I missed it when it was over. I'd say, give it a chance. It's so smart. It's done so well. Such good acting. Um, really good. That's my two cents. Bye. Hi, Kelly and Jeff. It is Kelly calling from Wisconsin. This is a tough one about White Lotus. I totally agree about Schitt's Creek. The first couple episodes didn't really do it for me. I'm so glad I hung in there. But White Lotus, I hung on. I watched the whole season. It's a weird show. Um, Connie Britton is a national treasure. Loved her on Friday Night Lights. Had to stick it out to see her. But, Jeff, you are not really missing too much if you give up now. Love you guys. Bye. If you... Do a kind act for someone. Your karma that you receive or your good energy that you put out in the world or whatever terms you want to put that in is not dependent upon the person completing that transaction with the intent in which it was given. Do the good deed and stay upsidey.